I'm alright, brother. Well, hopefully whoever does it lives. <laughs> this is such a fake story. Alright, so we're back in with people time. People time. I'm two dickheads in history. Two dickheads in history. We're the dickheads. Um, I'm dickhead one. Uh, I want to be dickhead one. I'm dickhead two. I want to be... Okay, yeah, I'll be dickhead one. <laughs> so, yeah, we we are uh, dickheads trying to help teach other people stuff. We also well, are just learned. Yeah, mostly about ourselves learning. Yeah, and you get to come along for the ride. Come along. Just come on. <laughs> just just come on. Yeah. We're just going to learn about stuff and then talk about stuff. Yeah. Because I don't know stuff. Me either. Currently. I, I love learning this, sh- this shit. It's good. Yeah. Shit is cool. Yeah. Well, so on today's episode, we are going to be learning about Orville and Wilbur Wright, also more commonly known as the Wright brothers, who... Mm-hmm. As opposed much- to the other, the wrong, uh, the other brothers. Yeah. The wrong brothers. My my wife's name's last name's right. Well, it was. She's hyphenating. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I told her I was like, I know we're not gonna have kids. If we ever do, we're naming them Orville. I don't care what you say. Fuck yeah, that's a fucking cool name. I love both those well, names. How, They're awesome. How many Orvilles are left? Uh, probably none. So it's just know. Redenbacher. Yeah. And popcorns. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, we need more of those. We need to preserve those those classic names. I like those old names. They're way better than, like, mm-hmm. fucking, God, our names suck. They're too common. My normal. name is awful. Yeah. These yours is spelled cool. Your name is Jordan. Yeah. My name is Mr. Rogers. Yeah, pretty common. It's one word. Yeah. There's not even a space, which I always thought was weird, because then nope. people want to pronounce it Rogers? Rogers. Yeah, yeah, I got that a lot in high school. <laughs> it <was> really... <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. I wear I wear sweater vests. <laughs> it works out. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? Okay, so Orville and Wilbur Wright. So first of all, just to give you kind of a general idea of the time frame we're looking in, um, Wilbur was born in 1867, and Orville he's not too far up behind uh, 1871. They actually had um, between including them, there's there are two of seven siblings. Mm. So you might not have known that they have other well. Yeah, they had other siblings, but yeah, they weren't doing anything with them. It was just these two guys. They were like, "There's no books about them." Yeah, they just died promptly and quietly. Yeah. <laughs> and now to uh, to bring in a couple things before kind of getting started with with them with flight, uh, it is worth mentioning because there is actually a lot of debates, and I think most of them are pretty much clear that the Wright brothers are the first to actually have real flight, like controlled, right flight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, we've had balloons up in the air. We've had um, uh, blimps, and they kind of are somewhat able to be controlled. And um, some other people were doing gliding. Um, matter of fact, that's kind of what ended up getting them into mm. the idea of going there, and we'll get to that. But um, there were some potential things, and they didn't start exactly from scratch, but pretty pretty damn close. That's so funny. Yeah. I just never. That's never what my perception of them was. It seemed like there were just two dudes who were like just – dicking off and figured some stuff out yeah i figured like airplanes existed but they were the two who were just dumb or ballsy enough to go let's get inside one of these things and then make a steering column and and then crash it and everyone was like yeah they're famous because they're dumb yeah but they did some cool stuff i didn't know that you know they were responsible for any kind of aerodynamical yeah i kind of thought that they were the people that like they kind of got it started off the ground so to speak and uh, and then like it kind of got picked up by other people and technology moved on, but they pushed it pretty much to. I mean, it's it's now different today for sure, mm-hmm. but they got it most of the way there. So was there a third or fourth Wright brother who were like, "Hey, let let me help Orville." They were like, "No, no, there's only time for the two of us." Well, it makes me wonder fame to go around because these two are you're gonna find they're geniuses, they're brilliant. So I'm not sure if like. The rest of the family Man, just wasn't ruins my concept, or if they weren't wanting, maybe maybe nobody else was interested in it. But let's go ahead and start off first of all with a couple of things. So, uh, what really kind of first started triggering a little bit of their interest in flight was actually when they were really young. Um, their father had brought home a toy. It was one of those like wind up with a rubber band. You kind of wind the propeller, and it winds the rubber band up. Oh yeah, yeah, I had one of those. Yeah, so it's that. That's the <clears> basic <throat> the idea. In the fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so his, their dad came home with it and like threw it and it flew through the air a little bit, you know, it only lasts for just a few seconds, but they were like in awe because this, this hadn't, they had never seen this before. And it was kind of interesting to, to see that it could fly around by itself, so to speak. And, uh, you know, that didn't necessarily push them to go into flight right away. They actually opened up at the time there was the bicycle craze, um, as they get a little bit older and they opened up their own bike shop to, uh, fixed bicycles and they start kind of creating some of their own they're they're starting to get kind of the works of engineering of how it works and so they're building bicycles and most of their money that they go on to use for flight all came from this bicycle shop they made like a killing on it very lucrative yeah but bike shop yeah right brothers bicycle shop i've just never thought that that was who goes in the bikes like we're gonna fucking clean up (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know right yeah but back then like it was the craze because right. bicycles were pretty much coming around they're probably new right about then yeah yeah um and this is also a little bit later in their life but something i always thought was kind of interesting neither brother married gay matter of fact one of them <laughs> ended up saying something along the lines of like there's enough time to fly planes and there's enough time to be married and well. i chose Flying planes. I if, can't do both. I mean, if you become adequately known, you, you know, there's there's groupies for everything. Right. There you go. Yeah. That's all they needed. <laughs> they probably did. They fly right into a, a group of, of young ladies. Nice. Like, nah, eh, I'm going to get married. I'll just have sex with my brother. <laughs> Learn how to fly this <laughs> That machine. did not happen. Do not write that down if you're taking notes for your you high school class. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should also backtrack a little bit. They actually started in a printing press, but I don't think they really cared for it, and they didn't stay oh. very long. They went from the printing press and been like, "Let's go do this thing. This seems, seems this thing seems awesome." But they were well, mechanically, they kind of had a little bit of know-how from these other well, jobs. Have, yeah, I mean, if they're engineer-minded, yeah, yeah, bicycle makes sense. But uh, so what? The reason why they ended up going from bicycles into airplanes, what really got them going was. Um, while they were in their bicycle shop and they were working that, there was this German engineer, his name's Otto, and I can't say his last name, Lilenthal? Lilenthal. Sure. And so he was known at the time, he had a nickname called the Glider King. Ooh. Yeah. And the reason why it's like... He... That's where the groupies are. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. they haven't gone to the Wright Brothers yet. They're <laughs> around this guy. Uh, this guy had world attraction. That's how like well he was doing. But this is not powered by engines, and technically there's some stuff that didn't meet the requirements for true flight. And there was this whole entire definition of what true flight was. Like, who he was the first person to fly? Because he probably had no control over it. it well, there's just... there's a lot of things. They they one of the things was is that you had to be able to land back on like I think the same height that you started on. Because hmm. it's easy oh. to fall downward. But That's if you just were, falling. Yeah, you're yeah. gliding, right? But flight meant that you could necessarily stay in the air um, and be able to come back around and land back where you started. So it was, or even gain air. Exactly. Yeah. Gain altitude. Yeah. And so this is what really piqued their interest. That got them to move out of the bicycle shop. Cause they're like, no, this is not. This is where it's at. This glider guy. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go figure out what he's doing. So, uh, unfortunately for Otto, he actually died in 1896. From gliding. <laughs> yeah, he fell from like 50 feet in the air and it killed him. Like, I think he went to a coma for a little while and then he died, but he was pretty much toast from that. Well, you do what you love and if it happens to go off the ground, that's, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But that's, this didn't deter them. They knew about his death, too. And so they hadn't actually started into their flight. They... They really liked the idea of it, and then he died, and they were like, we can do this, though. Like, this is what's kind of cool about them, is they were both, like, very, like, push forward, like, we're going to figure this out. Like, they knew that flight was possible even before it's really been done. Um, They just figured, like, you just got to figure out how to do it. Everybody else had it wrong. We'll just figure it out. And Well, this is... they did. Yeah, I mean, turn uh, turn of the century, right? Everybody was pretty optimistic about shit. Like, ah... No. The Industrial Revolution. We can solve things. We can do shit. Yeah, I would have. They were psyched. I would have died in those times. I didn't solve. I don't, I don't do anything. No, I definitely would have gotten typhus right away. <laughs> help! Yeah, right <laughs> Someone away. Someone invent something to help me. <laughs> and they're like, "Nope, you're a few few decades off, pal." Yeah, and that's it. 
So um, we're just about to the 1900s. It's 1899. Wilbur actually, as they go into deciding to do gliding themselves, he actually invents something called wing warping. This is something that uh, he that hadn't been done before, and it's, he creates the wings in a way that they actually can turn and move and warp, hmm. um, which kind of helps in with steering. We still use that? Uh, I, I believe so, yeah. Like, the, what, like those flaps? I'm not sure if it's is? used on like the big bigger planes now. I don't think like that because they're this was still back when you know, wings were made out of a lot of different things. Is this like because I've seen those old videos and it's like big pieces of like plyboard, kind of like the guys flapping them. <laughs> so He's some people tried that. And didn't, like it didn't. this is gonna work. <laughs> that was auto. Yeah, yeah. That was they were trying to wing warping. No, that wasn't. Don't write that down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they. Uh, so he, he's, they're already starting to invent stuff. They actually haven't even gotten into a glider themselves yet, but they're starting to already make some changes, um, engineering wise that hmm. nobody else had done yet. Did they go to college? No. Uh, well, n- neither went to college. Or higher learning at all. So Wilbur, technically he, he basically graduated high school. Like he would have graduated, but they moved and he would have finished, but they moved before they actually gave him the certificate. So. All right. He at least got high school, basically, where, uh, um, oh, shit. Orville. Orville, thank you. Orville did not. Orville dropped out of high school to go do this with his brother. God, how do they... Or at least one of the jobs that they were doing at the time. I guess it would have been flying yet, but he dropped out to go work with his brother. I dropped out and then had to be shown how to use a cash register. Yeah. How do they, uh... They're like, I, not, not only does someone know how to do this before, I'm just going to start doing I'm it gonna, for the first time. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so that's how, uh, so neither went to college. Um, let's see here. Um, this is where they do kind of start to, they build gliders. So kind of off of the same basic idea of autos, gliders. They actually took his work and they started flying themselves, but they didn't get into the gliders. They're actually pretty smart about testing stuff out <laughs> like they they really wanted to make sure things they had it down before they got themselves well, they, in there yeah they saw what happened yeah so what they did instead of putting themselves into it they they kind of flew them like kites they would actually tie them up and like with some rope and they would fly them by like running really quickly off of these dunes that they lived kind of next to a desert had high wind hmm. and so they would, they'd run and they'd get it up in the air um, by shoving it off the top of the dune and they'd fly it and it would work. But they were pretty sure that they wouldn't hold a person's weight very well and it would be very difficult to control and probably crash like Otto did. Sure. So they start making these and they, and they kind of, they're spending a lot of money actually doing this, but they're making them, they're testing them and then they're going back and recreating them slightly different. Um, but really what gets, um, pretty interesting with these guys is there was, information out because at this time in the world there are many people who are trying to do similar things nobody's getting really great results at this point but um, a lot of scientists if you will or engineers who are working on airplanes they actually came up with this kind of table or formula of like lift versus you know weight and kind of uh, like you know air that can lift up and the aerodynamics of it versus how much it can carry and this was passed around to a lot of people Luckily, there wasn't a lot of secrets. People were actually pretty willing to share information what they were working on with each other because everybody was just excited to hopefully well, there, someone will get it. I mean, of. at that point, there was no like monetary incentive, so nobody's patenting anything or yeah. competing. The military's probably not involved. In, like not yet. No, it's just a hobbyist thing. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's at the ground right level. It's not like they've got someone's got like I've got the full thing working. You know, they knew there was a lot of kinks that would have to be worked out. They just had to keep doing it step by step. So they are talking with other people, and matter of fact, they're inviting other people to come by. Um, and most people that came over to their area, they thought were like, "We sh- we need to bring this person over. He knows what he's talking about. He'll be able to help us." They'd come, and then they look at what the Wright brothers are doing. Like you're ahead of me. Like you guys know more than I do now. Yeah, yeah, we know. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so they're th- coming in, and be like, "What do you think? You think this will work? Do you think like that's a good idea?" Hoping that they'd get some insight from somebody they thought would like, you know, was all along their way as well. And they would come over and just be like, yeah, no, I, I don't know. You're now past what I know. So <laughs> this is amazing. People were very astonished by their work. Um, so the other thing that they do, which is just amazing, is that with these tables out there that are 
basically what the lift is versus how much weight and all this stuff is they think it's wrong. They're like, this isn't right. We, we've tested so many different things ourselves and this isn't adding up mathematically. Mm-hmm. And so this is where it gets into the idea of they're really starting to pioneer not just, you know, flight, but aerodynamics and how it scientifically works out. And yeah, nobody knew yet, right? I mean, yeah. And just like most engineering things, you have to like put the shit together and throw it, and see what happens. You're just testing. It's, it's all not on paper. Yeah, it's all trial and error kind of shit, and that's how you're learning. It's like that didn't work, so scratch that. So what they end up doing in order to help prove this that this table that's been going around is wrong, they invite over this guy named Octave Chanute. And they actually, this is one of the guys they were trying to like get advice from. They invite him over. He's another person. Octave. Octave. Everybody has cool names, by the way. Back in like the early 1900s, late 1800s, 1900s. Names are so lame now. They suck now. Octave. So this guy, uh, they they called him over for advice, and he was one of the people that when he showed up, he was impressed with their work. It was like, yep, yeah, you guys oh, are, you guys are figuring out more. He comes in and goes, Octave is impressed, and they go, who who's Octave? And he goes, me. <laughs> That's how Octave talks. And they go, I like this guy. Yeah? Are you impressed with Octaves? Hmm? Hmm? You impressed with this? Hmm? You like? Yeah. You like? Octave likes. So when Octave does show up, the uh, brothers, they talk to him about how they think the table's wrong. And he's like, we'll prove them wrong. You should so write a paper. So this is a table that was put together by like engineers and mathematics about lift and drag and stuff. And exactly. They were, and they were like... No, we've actually thrown the shit, and it's wrong. Yeah, it's not like it was... I don't think it was like the whole entire thing was a waste. It was just like a lot of it was incorrect, and they're like, we think this can be adjusted, and you you get better results. Well, if nobody else was doing this shit, then yeah, it's just just numbers on, on paper. Yeah, it was thought to be this is what we think, and they hadn't done enough testing to really be able to prove it, so... it's. The Wright brothers were. It's the exact same thing as like when I have a day off and I write down everything I'm going to do that day. Yeah. And, and what I'm not accounting for is how lazy I am. You're right. Or how long, you know, some project around the house is going to take. And then like the anger fit I have <laughs> when it doesn't work. Yeah. Like when I'm trying to fix All those important the shower and, and it doesn't work and I end up having a violent fit and screaming at the dog. Yeah. None of that is in the table. No. That I wrote down. So sometimes it's really about, you know, rubber on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> so that's that's what they're doing is they are doing enough tests that they're like these numbers aren't adding up and they think they can figure it out. And so this Octave guy's like, yeah, you should write a paper that everybody can see mm-hmm. proving them like that's not right and that you guys have the answers. They, on top of this, what they do is they actually build uh, like an air tunnel. And theirs is kind of different from how they do it today, but it worked for what they needed. And so they actually build a box. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a big enough box, but the objects they're putting in there to test the different shapes on are relatively small. Oh, they're not like a whole plane. It's like little pieces of paper to test shape. Yeah. They, oh, okay. They're putting different like, you know, marbles and different objects and roundness mm-hmm. and square and all that stuff. And they're, they're feeding the air through. And this is where their kind of mechanics uh, well, come Octave back. is on the other end of it just going. <laughs> <laughs> what did it look like? <laughs> Octave's losing his breath. Shut up, Octave. Keep going. Blow. He's, he's going to pass out. All right, let's get the next guy in. Where's Octave's brother? <laughs> so they built this air tunnel, and because of their engineering from their previous jobs and the printing press as well as the bicycle shop, yeah. they are taking pieces of other equipment, and they build this box, and yeah, they're, sh- they're shoving different objects in. That's what which- you got to do, I guess. Helps them start to build different wing shapes, and they start doing mm. um, multiple different planes with different wings. So finding out more and more, and this is kind of like helping them with their whole idea of like, yeah, the uh, the table that's going out right now is incorrect, and here's you know what we're using to base off of it. Well, and how? I mean, you know, when you hear about um, scientific innovations, you don't hear about dudes putting shapes in boxes <laughs> yeah yeah like that's the that's the real shit right that's it see this is why i didn't think of them at all i thought them as just like two dudes like jumping with gliders around and yeah who were just like had the balls to get in one yeah that's what i assumed no these guys are mathematically putting stuff together yeah 
and scientifically testing it out. Doing the small weird stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how how common air tunnels and testing this kind of aerodynamic stuff was. I can't imagine that there was a whole bunch of people doing this and why the, it would enter your head to be like, well, let's do it this way on small scale with airflow and we'll put objects in yeah. to see how it reacts. Like, well, and obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We know the military loves planes. Yeah. But this is clearly before the military saw any real investment in it, so no real science is being thrown at it. No, yeah, no real science. It's just two dudes who are just interested in it. Yeah. They're writing to other people who are doing it and going back and forth with ideas, but they're pioneering it for the most part. Um, so on top of that, uh, it would, so that was in like, you know, the late 1800s, 1900 hits in Orville and Wilbur, they actually make a manned plane. It's a biplane, a glider. This is one that can now be manned. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Yeah, doing a bunch of tests and figuring all their shit out. They're like, okay, now we're starting to get ready to be like, we think we got our wing shapes down a little bit more. Let's go ahead and start making it so it can hold a person, which means they had to use really lightweight, you know, material when they built their glider, but also be able to hold together and not totally fall apart. I'm, I I just Googled pictures of their planes, and they are... They're wacky, huh? <laughs> fun looking. Dude. I want to build one. Yeah, yeah. And so with their, uh, with their, with their first biplane um, glider... Uh, they tested again out in these. It's called the Kill Duel Hills. And they're these sandy dunes that are just like, have high winds and soft sands. So they were like, this is a perfect place to land in. You know, I mean, landing in sand is probably not great if you're coming at high speeds, but. Oh, fuck no. But they're really supposed to be like really soft sand. So it's not like landing on like, you know, just hard dirt or whatever. Where, where are they? Kill Devil Hills in North Carolina. Yeah. So, anyways, the, the, that's where they're going to test their biplane glider, and um, it's you know, in North, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So it's it's October twenty second, nineteen hundred, and both Wilbur and Orville make their first free glide flight. Um, they actually are able to get in, get some altitude, and they fly around a little bit, and they don't crash and die. And they land where they took off, and that's the that's the thing, right? That's what they um, told. Right. Well, that's what other people actually ended up coming up with, what what was considered oh. to be true flight, because there's arguments about it. But this isn't where they really kind of... This is just day one. This is gliding still. Yeah. I think they're still, like, I don't think they're meeting the requirements yet. But nonetheless, they're able to go... I mean, like, it doesn't sound very far. This is funny, because <laughs> when you hear, like, how far they glided... I'm going to be impressed. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> So, um... First of all, they found out that they, their wingspan at the time was about 17 and a half feet. As they kept getting longer, they kept getting further. But, so the first one that they traveled was like, it, it wasn't 18 feet. <laughs> yeah, so the first one was like 389 feet. So, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's good, uh, you know, but it's not like it's, uh, I guess this is actually eight, eight, 389 feet is actually their second attempt when they, uh, sent the, wingspan a little bit longer but i think it was something close like yeah they had 26 feet or something let's see increase their wingspan yeah <laughs> yeah they're like they're not getting very far they're and the, the, the yeah. crowd that they attracted there went huh well luckily at this time well, like guys. these guys are so like nobody cares at this point they're in a Probably field not, yeah. and they like to actually work in secrecy because they didn't want anyone to like know what they were doing they wanted to be able to do it and then impress everybody right um, so, but yeah, nobody knew about it anyways. So, hmm. but yeah, so in, in 1901 is actually where they increased their wingspan to 22 feet long and then they travel 389 feet and that's, that's, that's as far as they could get, but that's, that's, nobody was really getting I've that far. I've not glided that distance. Yeah. Before. And, uh, in 1902, a, a year later, they decided to create a new plane and they increase the the wingspan again 32 feet now where it's at and they travel 622 feet so they're they're getting much further they're, they're getting there to give you an idea of how far you know because i know 622 feet people can figure that out but to give you an idea is that when they went 622 feet that lasted 26 seconds that's as long as they were in the air for so they're not they're not like gliding around for a long period of time i get and this thing is probably going Six, seven miles an hour. It's slow. Ten miles an hour. Yeah, super slow. But that's pretty impressive stuff. So they're I mean, gliding. Even Octavio was like, Octavio likes it. Is his name Octavio? Octave? Octave. Uh, <laughs> He's the only one clapping. Yeah. 
uh it's interesting though is because how they found out um i i can't remember i might correct this uh, if this was when they were gliding or if this is when they were i think this is actually later when they actually put a motor into it but in order to determine who was going to go first mm-hmm. they flipped a coin um to see who was going to be able to fly it first now here's the cool part i like about this part this is my favorite thing i don't know why they flip a coin to see who goes first the winner got to go first and I don't know why, like, I guess, like, when I first read, like... You thought it would be the other way around. <laughs> like, maybe they were, like, a little bit scared. Like, <laughs> we're pretty sure, but, hey, let's do a coin flip. And, like, if I win, you go. If you win, I go. And, well, hopefully whoever does it lives. <laughs> but, no, that's not how it was. They were sure, you know, they were sure that they had it down. So, they flipped the coin. Well, um, or they just really wanted to be in the thing. Yeah, I yeah. think that's really what it was. I mean, they were stoked. There's and, not a lot of things that would cause adrenaline back then, I can't imagine. Oh, man, this had to be the hype of everything because... Yeah. I mean, other than, you know, the the thought of getting the flu or syphilis, not a lot else rocks your world. Yeah. 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 So, uh, with that, um, an, an Octave, he, he kind of sticks around and he kind of keeps helping out with what he can, um, but... In my, in my mind, he's always there. Right. Yeah. Uh, adding comic relief. Yeah, he's just there dicking around, like put, punch, punching holes in their wings to make just it like, funny. <laughs> like, yeah, let's watch you guys figure this one out. Octave ruined your plane. Did you see that? <laughs> like, dude, stop. All right, I'm sorry. Here, let's just put some tape sorry. on there. We're good. Hey, Octave punched a hole in your other wing. Did you see that? <laughs> see what Octave does to you guys? Yeah. Like, oh my God, hey, Octave was a, he was a pretty big help to them. And like I was saying before, so like, as they're testing these, this is the same time that they're going against the lift table, is what it's called, what it was known there. And this is also when they're doing the the aerodynamic testing, is, is between 1900 and 1903 is when they're kind of building more and more gliders. So well, there's Octave and Wilbur and Orville, and they're, it's a buddy comedy. Yeah. It's Paul Rudd <laughs> and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the other guys from that group. Yeah. The Judd Apatow crowd. Oh, yeah. And they're going to a party. Right. But they need to fly there. Oh. Because they smoke so much weed. They're like, oh, we got to learn how to fly. But we got to build our own. We got to build our own. And that's where the movie starts. And it's it's just hijinks from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just going to be a small gap here, too. Um, they go from building these gliders to getting slowly uh, more and f- further and further out, longer in the air. Um, where it gets kind of interesting is they do start applying a motor. And this is where I'm going to kind of skip over because there's a lot of mm-hmm. moving parts, if you will. Ah, sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they apply I'll a motor. This is where it gets kind of cool because they knew that the hardest part with flying was actually taking off. Once you're in the air, it's it's easier to be stay in the air than it is to get launched in the air. Sure. Okay. So what they've done is when they've applied putting a motor um, onto the airplane, and they're like, okay, we're pretty sure this is all going to work out. Mm-hmm. They had a hard time of figuring out how they're going to actually launch off. The motor itself wasn't going to be enough for them to be able to just like kind of drive down a runway like we see and then take off. They just didn't have quite that much power back then. So instead, they build this awesome mechanism, and it's kind of hard to explain if you go online and take a look at these pictures, they're, it's pretty fucking rad. Mm-hmm. So it's if you think of like a big giant tower, I don't know what they called it, but they have a big giant tower and it's got weights um, at the very top of the tower. And the idea is that the weights are tied to a rope that goes over to the airplane in front of it. And so they get the engines rolling and person gets inside the plane you gotta you gotta imagine this also these planes don't don't think of like even world war ii looking planes these you're not like encased in an airplane it's like two think of two wings sit on top of each other and a seat is in there like you're completely open to everything like there you're not sitting in like a cockpit kind of a thing you're just there's a a random chair on these two airplane you know these two wings and an engine so I mean, it's it's still very rudimentary. Rudimentary. Um, yeah, it looks like it's made out of like, like something you'd make in shop class in yeah. in junior high. Like li- yeah. little sticks of wood, paper wings is what it looks like. Yeah, because I'm sure they're just trying to go for really light. Yeah, but it comes up being pretty strange. But it, I mean, but it works. So what they do is with this weight is they get the engines rolling, they get inside their little chair, 
and they have different sticks and different things. This is the other thing that's very interesting about what they did is they they actually so you got the wings to be able to and the rotor to be able to steer, but they also kind of invented the if I remember right they invented the idea of uh, it's called but it's it's the idea that they they had the up and down that was like one of the very first things they were trying to figure out of course, and be able to kind of turn so they go left and right. Um, what is that called? I should look this up. Where's my fucking phone at? I'm looking at what I think you're talking about. Is it their catapult? Yeah. So they have, like, um, a standing frame with a weight in it and then a pulley system where the plane is in front. Yes. And the weight goes down, and so the pulley pushes the plane forward. Right. And I'm sure there's, like, a hook thing that, uh, that would release the plane, or maybe they're, like, on a cart. But that is very rudimentary. Yes. It's called a derrick for some reason. What is? Oh, the uh, the launcher? Yeah. Yeah. Or a derrick is a part of it. Oh, yaw. There we go. What are you talking about? So, yaw. Is, so, in an airplane, airplanes, you, they're more complex than a car, obviously, because you have now kind of more three-dimensional rather than more like kind of flat plane, right? In a car, you go straight, left, right, backwards. In an airplane, you've got you more... You can yaw. Well, so you got pitch, which is like you're up and down, right? How what your pitch is at. You also have your roll, which is what you'd see planes kind of like doing to if they're going to do like a left turn or a right turn. Like oh, like whole, when they go sideways? Yeah, the wing comes up. You know, one <laughs> yeah, wing comes top up. One, yeah, exactly. But you also have what's called yaw, and this is something that they kind of made possible. And hmm. it's, it's weird. It's like the plane does this. It, it kind of more stays. Rather than doing this and turning off, you kind of stay straight, but you can kind of guide your nose a little bit. So it's a little bit... That's like from a flap in the back? Yeah. Did control? Yeah. <laughs> that's just in my brain. That's how it works, I guess. Uh, that probably sounds right. But so they had, they had multiple controls. The whole point I was trying to bring up is that like they were actually kind of came up with a lot of different things that you would think would come down later down the line, but they were already kind of figuring that stuff out. Hmm. So like you were explaining, what happens is those weights drop. And it launches the plane forward yeah. because of the weights pulling the plane. And that gives it the speed to first get its lift off to get going. And as they start to go into the air, they're actually able to stay in the air for a while. For the first little while, I, they stay under a minute long. But this is with engine-powered flying through the air. I want to see a video of it. Dude, the videos are crazy. So they actually have videos of this shit. I, I didn't know they had videos back then. Is I wasn't going to look it up because I didn't think they would have video. Yeah, they have a couple of them. They're really, really, like... Odd. It, well, the, the the video's quality is obviously like, I mean, it's like <clears throat> the early video. Um, and the yeah. planes kind of did this a lot. They do this like up and down, like constantly. And uh, not always, I shouldn't say constantly, but they often did. And it's just kind of because of how the planes are built and everything. They're not perfect. So they're kind of bouncing in the air a little bit. It's kind of fun to watch. So if you look those up, oh, it's got nice little music with it too. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is... Oh, the hallelujahs. Wow. <laughs> this, yeah. this song is public domain now, so you can use this. Oh, nice. It's fine. So is that is that the... Uh, are you watching the video now? Yeah, they're they're pushing and assembling the thing, and they're going in that... You know, like an old movie where everybody is moving fast for some reason? Yeah. I'm yeah. Have, I'm have to look it kind of speeded up. Case. I think it's just a film, how fast it they yeah. record in. It's how fast it's spinning, right? And they probably couldn't control that at this point. Yeah. What we would call, like, you know, uh, RPMs for film. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the fuck that's Rotations called. Per, that might be even right. So they they spin some propellers on this god-awful-looking thing. Yeah. I mean, it's really just a lot of, like, thin pieces of plywood. Yeah. It looks like the whole thing, like, if it crashes, the whole thing falls apart. Like, obviously, that's kind of how airplanes are anyways, and but... This thing looks like it, it won't take much. And then, okay, they drop the weight, and it throws them forward, and yeah, they just sort of glide in this. Yeah, it's slow, so you gotta remember, even though they are having motorized power, they're not going very fast. They're going like 30, 40 miles an hour. Yeah, it's, it looks casual. Yeah. But yeah. they get some good height. Yeah. And they seem to be having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and they can totally control it, because they're turning it around... Oh man, that would be so scary though. Because if you crashed, I mean, it's there's not really a risk of debris so much as just it's you you're hitting the ground. the ground. Yeah, you're yeah, and then just shards and and slivers. Yeah. 
And I wish I had the dates here now to say what when they actually first took off. Again, I'll have to go back through. But they both flew the same day. Like, so mm-hmm. when they first did their power flight, you know, uh, Wilbur actually got in first. But I think there was some malfunctioning problems. Like, he didn't get very far off the ground. And then it, like, he didn't crash, but I think, like, got some wing damage when he landed. And so they had to repair it. And then mm-hmm. it was Orville's turn. And Orville actually got up in the air. And he flew around, I think, for like 30 seconds or something with powered and kind of went through. Sweet. And then Wilbur got back in again later that day and tried again. And he was actually able to get up. And I think he like stayed in the air for like a minute. So like now they're going like, okay, now we've got power. And you know, I'm not even sure if it was really, they didn't specify this in my research. If the reason why they stayed up for half, you know, a minute to a minute, if it was because that's just as long as they could keep it up, or if they were like, okay, we got up in the air, and like, okay, now let's land it back down, like a that's smooth landing. me out. Yeah. And they continue on doing this um, as they get better and better. They're kind of actually just doing this in a field. It's a really big field, and they're going around in a circle, and they're coming back down. Mm-hmm. And this is why the, they kind of get the title of being the first to fly, is because they take off, they get into the air, um, they're not landing uh, lower. They're actually able to kind of maintain altitude, come back, and land back where they started. And that's where it gives them this title. Because balloons and stuff were already going around, right? But it wasn't powered. Yeah, and it how much control do you have over the thing? Yeah. Yeah. So as they continue doing this and getting longer and longer times in the air and getting better at it, they start. They keep manipulating what their projects are for their planes and their wings and how they're going to adapt it and change it. And they get to the point where they're now able to carry a passenger on. And this is a big deal because planes are, you know... They, yeah, that's never happened, I'm sure. You have to stay light, and the more stuff you put on, the heavier it gets, the harder it is to do everything. So with that, they're able to fly with each other, obviously. But more importantly, they're now starting to fly with other people who are also working on projects of trying to get in the air. Mm. And they're able to bring them in and train them how to use their stuff. And they're also having more engineers work with them and be part of their team, um, which is kind of sad because later on, two of their guys die. They, you know, they knew what they signed up for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, matter of fact, one of them died with Orville in the plane. They both crashed. Don't worry, Octave will take care of your wife's. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Octave. Yeah. So this guy dies. Um, they, they they get in the air and something goes wrong. They said they told everybody it wasn't a malfunction of the plane. It wasn't the plane's fault. Him. <laughs> I don't know what they exactly said after that. <laughs> I think they were trying to just protect the fact of not scaring everybody away that like their machine could wow. potentially kill people because they were trying to still now get more people involved and to eventually sell the idea. How did? I mean, how do people die going like? 20 miles an hour. I think when you get up 60, like 70 feet up. feet up in the air, you oh, start to... Because they, they're gaining more and more altitude. They get up decently high enough, yeah. Yeah, and I can't imagine it takes very much falling from... You know, you land on the wrong... Pretty much landed on any part of your body at 70 feet up in the air and probably got some momentum going, you know, yeah, 30, I mean, 40 miles an hour. Yeah, at some point when you're falling, you're going to go faster than 20 miles an hour. Yeah. And so... Oh, when they crashed, Orville came out of it okay. I mean, he... He wasn't okay, but he didn't die. He came out mm-hmm. of the wreckage and actually had to go to the hospital for a few months. Um, but he survived, and they continued on flying, so going. it didn't stop him. Um, but at some point during this, they they know that this is valuable. They understand that flight is going to be a huge thing. That's probably one of the main reasons why yeah. they're also working on it. Is besides it being exciting to them, they also knew that there was value in it. And so oh, yeah. the weird part is they actually go to... The U.S. military, they, they write letters and saying, like, we, we've conquered human flight and we think this would be a great military aspect, you know, great military tool to have. So you should have a contract go for us. Yeah. You know, make us a contract. The military didn't give a shit. They didn't care. They're like, well, no, nah, we're not interested. And they're like, you know, are you serious? Are you sure? Like, you could do so much stuff with this. This is like, this is really great. Mm-hmm. And the military's like, yeah, we, we don't care. Well, I mean, I get that. You know, the the history of tanks no. was invented by Tom Tanks, and when he first is this real? built it, this isn't real. He showed the military, <laughs> and they were like, "No, nah, we're not interested." That that's just your sob with 
you just put metal siding on it, <laughs> and you just shoot your pistol out the side of the <laughs> out of the sub. And and this Tom, is such a fake story. Tom Tanks else. is like, this is gonna be a big part of war pretty soon. You need to pay for this, and they're like, get out of my office. <laughs> so sometimes they just don't have foresight. Yeah. Well, they they eventually do because so what happens is. Uh, Wilbur decides because they didn't get the military contract that they thought they were going to get, Wilbur actually packs up an airplane to ship to France because he's like, fine, if you guys don't want, we're going to go take this over to France. Tell another military. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he was trying to go get a military contract per se, but he was taking it to France to go show what he could do. Sure. At this point, they're so confident they can build up an airplane, they can fly it, and it'll be fine. Um, so while he's doing that, Orville's continuing to work in the U.S., um, redesigning the airplane some more and continued to work and fly, teaching other people how to fly it. He stayed back in America. Yeah. All right. And Wilbur gets it shipped, but due to customs issues, they can't, they can't get the airplane. Like, it, it took too long. Mm. So Wilbur gets to France and the airplane's stuck and he can't get to it. And so he's like, great. Well, whatever. I'm going to go back to America. So he didn't even get very far. Like, I think it was stuck in like customs for months. What? And he was just like, I guess this is a waste of time. So he went back to America. Um, they they will later go back and get that airplane, but they like leave it there in France forever. And when they come back, it's like been damaged and stuff. Weird. Because... When the French are just fucking around with it. <laughs> yeah, like oh, check this out. Hey, <laughs> look what I found. Yeah, look, I am a flyer. Look, I invented oh, this, guys. I'm a right brother. <laughs> <laughs> so when he comes back, um, they actually start flying the airplanes now more into public view and mm. getting more attention for that. Like going through the drive through in it. Yeah. Just showing it Get off. a burger, fly by, and just grab it. <laughs> yeah. So they're getting more attention for it, and people are getting stoked because this is insane cool. to see. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the hell? They're inviting more and more crowds of people to come check it out, more helpers, and some of the helpers are just really like basic helpers. Like they're just there to like help push the plane around to get to the right spots, help load up the the weights and everything, and so that way it kind of takes off some of the, you know, the work that they have to do in order to get these up, so they can kind of keep them going. And they're training more and more people. It's funny because they've had actually they had actually a lot of people, um, like I can't remember who it was. And I'm so sorry because my stupid memory. They actually have like kings and queens come from other countries because they like it's world news at like this point. Hmm. And there's like a part of the story where like the king wants to fly in it and the queen's like no you're not getting in that no. fucking thing are you kidding me no you have to rule the country yeah and so there's just a picture of him sitting in the chair which i'm sure he was super stoked just to do that because hey. he saw them all flying mm-hmm. and stuff. but i bet you was super bummed at the same time and be like this is my fucking wife <laughs> yeah like i just want to fly around in it and well, uh o- octave tried to get him to go on it because he was gonna you know keep an eye on the queen you know what i'm saying oh uh, yeah oh you didn't get that queen <laughs> I got a prince now. I got a yeah. Yeah, or princess but, coming soon. I mean, that makes sense. You, you don't want the 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 spiritual and political leader of your country to jump into one of those death machines. Yeah, probably not. So, uh, because Maybe. they're now getting more and more renowned, the military finally comes back to them and says, "Okay, we are interested in this. However, in order for this to be valuable at all, here's the requirements we need. And they actually list off some pretty high requirements, some of this stuff that hasn't actually been done yet. So it had to be able to stay in the air for, I think, more than an hour. Hmm. Um, it had to be able to uh, easily uh, land, because at this point, they're actually not... Uh, I should have mentioned this before. They weren't landing with wheels. Isn't that fucking weird? Yeah, in the video I saw, they just kind of, like, get kind of just low, and then they just bounce. Boom, yeah. Boom. Because they're going slow enough, and they kind of you know tilt back a bit enough yeah. to build it, just kind of. And the wood the seems light and pliable enough; everything doesn't fall apart and just kind of bounces. Yeah, they go slow enough, and then they're able to just like keep the underside protected enough that when they land, it doesn't destroy it, and then they, you know, tune up, fix whatever, and then get, they go out again. Yeah, they will later uh, introduce wheels, and I think this is one of the military's requirements is that they want to be able to land easily, and that comes into play with a lot of things. There's actually another guy. Um, who actually basically invents wheels. They had wheels. Nobody had invented the wheel yet. So, yeah. <laughs> so they had wheels, but the wheels weren't attached to the plane. It was just for pushing it around when it was on the ground to well, get the, to where they needed to. And the then history they, of wheels is Tom Wheels. Oh, my God. 
Wait, wait, was he friends with Tanks? No. No, they didn't know each other. Yeah, they did. <laughs> How did they get the wheels on the tank? They knew each other. Well, there were wheels at that point. Oh. Yeah, Tom Wheels is from a different century. And he... Yeah? He showed everybody in the town roller skates. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to the market. And they beat him to death. Because <laughs> he was a witch. Yeah. That's some witchy shit to do. <laughs> Gliding around. Yeah. There's no monument for Tom Wheels. Yeah. Just It's just a memory. I'm surprised we don't call planes rights or anything like that. I don't, yeah, where does the word plane come from? I mean, <laughs> I'm fucking research that shit. I'm not asking that you would know. I just, you know, it doesn't sound like, I don't know. Aeroplane, I don't fucking know. Aeroplane. Aerodynamic aeroplane. I don't yeah. know. The plane they should be the called. The they should air. be called Little Orvilles. <laughs> That'd be badass. And then. Wilbur's always pissed about it. He's like, I was part of that shit too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the older brother. Fuck, I did Fuck. way more. Who are you? who are you? You're not. This is Orville. You're not a Orville. <laughs> and he just hangs himself. Yeah, and then also he goes on to make popcorn. Not Wilbur, but Orville. Yeah, Orville invented popcorn too. Yeah, which is why nobody remembers Wilbur. When you hear the word or the name Wilbur, you think of that uh, show about the talking horse. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I think. Wilbur. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that was the wrong brother. <laughs> <laughs> so wheels were used, but not the rights were used in wheels, but it was just to move the planes around. It wasn't to. Yeah, it didn't I, go up in the air with them. I bet, like, for the way that they're landing so precariously, they don't want wheels at this point because that's it's just too adding heavy. momentum, and it's heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's too heavy. They don't want to do that. They're putting passengers on. They're trying to keep their weights good. But there is somebody else, and I forgive me, I don't know his name, but there is somebody else who actually does get wheels that are attached to the plane, and he's landing on them as well. And And they eventually adopt the same thing. He got the military contract. No, he didn't. The weird part is when the military didn't put out the contract, the Wright brothers were like, cool, like, we think we can meet all these requirements. And, like, they pretty much already had the planes at this point that could do it. They just hadn't done it yet. So they're now pushing the limits of how long they're in the Air Force and and I'm sure they're making still some adjustments, but they, they're pretty much there. Um, the weird part is that along with that, the contract wasn't necessarily set up for the Wright brothers. It was open. It was like whoever can make these whoever, requirements. Yeah. And they had like 50 different people who tried to like make the contract. Huh. Uh, the Wright brothers well, got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody Which else. Which is why we're talking about them. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the people who were, who were the 50 who were involved mysteriously disappeared. Yeah. Which is why we still talk about the the Wright brothers. Oh, I'm pretty sure one of them just, like, flapped his way to his, like, off a cliff and died. Like, <laughs> didn't fucking do anything. How, uh, in these rudimentary machines, is it a gas motor? Do you know? Yeah, it is. It's a gas motor. So, how, I guess that is a challenge to keep it in the air for an hour. So, with the gas motor, it's from a motorcycle. At least it's, like, the first start of their motors. Yeah, so, lightweight, sure. Yeah, and it's gas-powered. So and it just powers the propeller. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. to build one. Yeah, we could probably make a plane. I got time. Pretty sure you have to get permits now. Back then, you just did it because nobody fucking just had, had it. A, you just had a field and this devil kill field. Let's yeah. go. Go throw some shit around. Devil kill field. So essentially, this is actually pretty much the the height of their basically what they're doing with the with their planes. This is like the the culmination of what they've been working on yeah at this point so essentially what's happened is they have created a plane that can fly they've proven that can fly they've gone to the you know the military the the u.s military to see if they could get a contract going like they approached the military yeah i I think there was like they they think they went for a lot of different things they're trying to basically get they're trying to sell the, the rights to their planes you know um and so when they first went to the U.S., they weren't really that interested at all. They were like, eh, we don't really see a good use for it. And they were pretty let down by that. So uh, Wilbur actually ended up going overseas to France and I think other places in Europe and basically was saying, you know, the same thing, that this could be a really good use in, you know, military. And they were starting to get contracts. Mm. So it was starting to pay off. And Wilbur was going back and forth between the U.S. and Europe. Just wow. trying to sell 
the contracts to whoever will take it. Yeah. He's not, it's not like an affiliation for him. He's just like, give me money. Yeah. He's like, I'll give you a plane. I'll give you like the right to use our patents and you know, you get to use it however you want. But you know, the thing with this is that Wilbur was more of the kind of on the, he was more on the business side. They both were joined, but he was definitely more of the kind of calculated business aspect. Whereas Orville, um, he was a part of it all, but he was kind of more, just well, wanting to fly the planes and build the planes. And well, he's home. he's a popcorn guy. Yeah. That's what he's fun. That's all he. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's the party guy. He's like, let me fly the plane and make some popcorn, ladies. And Wilbur's like, I gotta sign these contracts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes him a good pair, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it worked out really well between the two. How it's they... like Lennon and McCartney, right there. Yeah, that's the exact dynamic they had. If Lennon could get McCartney to stop eating popcorn. There would be more Beatles albums. Yeah, that was probably the cause. That was what broke him up. <laughs> He's like, "You're gonna get popcorn lung. Knock it off." And then, and then Yoko was like, "We don't need popcorn. Popcorn, popcorn is for plebeians. It's for the proletariat." And then John was like, "Oh yeah, you're right. Probably you're, you're right. Pop popcorn is not high art." And then <laughs> Paul is just in the corner with a big grin, like. What's wrong with love songs? <laughs> Eating popcorn. Yeah. I fucking love Paul McCartney. <laughs> That's my favorite. He's good. He's good. But so essentially what happened though with Wilbur going back and forth a lot, um, it was high stress. Um, he was traveling a lot and he's pitching his ideas. He's, he was doing a lot of the uh, business side of things. He actually fell ill. So this is a few years later on. This is after... You know, 2000 or 2000, <laughs> not, 1903 is basically when they're like, they pretty much had their flights down. They understood mm. how it would all worked, and they were now just slightly tuning and perfecting it while they were getting the contracts. Um, but cool beans, yeah. But Wilbur, unfortunately, in, in 1912, so a few years down the road, they're starting to get the contracts in the U.S. now as well, and he apparently he eats some bad shellfish. Hmm. And gets sick, gets a fever. Where where was he? Um, when he died, it was in Ohio. He was in the U.S. So he he ate shellfish in Ohio. No, I th- I'm not sure where he ate the actual shellfish. Oh. I, I think he was just traveling around a lot, and was, he eventually made oh. his way to Ohio as he was getting more and more sick. I was trying to make like a public service ra- announcement, like don't eat shellfish <laughs> in this, don't eat shellfish in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. I, actually, we so we are in Utah. We're we're pretty landlocked. I sometimes get a little nervous eating fish. Like, how far did this fucking travel? Yeah. What was the refrigeration system at? Was it everybody was looking in on it? We supposedly, supposedly, it's always stated that Utah actually has some of the freshest seafood, and I don't know why. Like, yeah, we who get the a, fuck. We get what sea? I guess we get it iced in from like California or something, and they get shipped to California a lot. Like, I, it doesn't seem like that makes sense to yeah, my brain. But people, I don't, I'm not a seafood guy. People so. can say whatever they want, but yeah. I ain't eating sushi. Yeah, no, you I'm not. cook my fucking food. <laughs> cook my fucking food, and I don't know how fresh you're saying it is. It did not come out of the Salt Lake, <laughs> so it is not fresh. Yeah. And this is exactly what happened to Wilbur. Yeah, I mean, there's big. Uh, the Great Lakes are over there near Ohio. So but, like clams, but <laughs> yeah, where those fucking clams come from? Yeah. So he be careful. He eats them, gets typhoid. Uh, no, yeah, typhoid Ugh. fever, and he dies in May. Of May 30th, 1912. Um, and I guess his father wrote something about him in his own diary. I don't know why it got released later, but his his father was saying, a short life, because he died at 45, yeah. full of consequences, uh, an unfailing intellect, um, uh, imperitable temper, great self-reliance, and as a great modesty, seeing the right clearly, pursuing it steadfastly, and he lived and died. Wow. I mean, it's kind of hard to see your own kid die. But then when you know he's a trailblazer and he, he lived kick-ass, you got to go, you know what? It's awesome. He hit the wall. He hit it hard. Yeah. Every morning, Wilbur woke up like, let's fucking do this. Where's the shellfish for breakfast? Let's go. Yeah. And his dad was, that's a nice tribute. Yeah. My dad would definitely not say that if I died before him. He'd be like, well, mm-hmm. he worked a job. <laughs> and then he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now, there, surprisingly enough, uh, before Wilbur died, the two brothers only flew once together. 
every other time at the same time you mean yeah the same plane Mm. which is funny because at one point they started taking on passengers but apparently they never flew together until it was a little bit just before wilbur died but they went and did a flight together which is kind of cool there's something nice with that they're brothers they probably if you sit them too close to each other they get in a noogie fight yeah which you don't want in the air yeah Probably not. I know from experience. Well, I mean, it's, I've flown on planes. You don't want a noogie on a plane. It hurts more in the air, not because of the danger of crashing. It just hurts more up there. Yeah, the pressure, the air <laughs> pressure is different. <laughs> but uh, Orville also ended up taking his father when he was 82 years old up for his flight. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. But the problem was is that since Wilbur was kind of more on the uh, the analytical and the business side of things, when Wilbur did die, Orville essentially didn't really. He didn't want to take on all of what was going on by himself, mm. and he sold the company. Is he the younger brother? He is. Oh, yeah, that is hot. That's tough. Yeah, so the older brother died, and the younger brother, he ended up selling the company, which, I mean, he made a ton of money. Uh, the guy ended up just basically being good for the rest of his life. I think we were talking about that earlier, like, yeah, how much money they made. Yeah. It's kind of astronomical in, in Modern terms. Yeah, so he they sold one of their planes, like one of the first planes they sold, they sold it for $35,000, which, yeah. as you were looking up before, was saying something like, in today's money, that'd be like a million dollars. And that was just to sell a plane. They were still getting contracts and selling like patents and stuff to people. And when you look at their planes, they're so rudimentary and just, it just looks like ply, ply board yeah. and, and a motorcycle engine. Like, they got my yearly salary back then. Yeah, for something I could throw together in my backyard right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's baller. So uh, Orville, um, you know, he lived much longer than his brother. He spent the last three decades of his life serving on boards and committees that were related to aeronautics, but uh, he, he kind of cut off communication um, from some of his family. I guess his sister got married, and because him and his brother didn't get married, Mm -hmm. he thought his sister made a mistake in getting married. So he kind of cut off some of his family, to the point where, like, (laughs) the rest of his family had to try to persuade him to go to her deathbed. That's so weird. Yeah. I was in love with my brother, so I never got married, so nobody can get married. I'm not sure if that was the only reason, but that's what I read up was, like, that's what he was upset about. That's strange. There probably was other things, too, I'm assuming, because that seems pretty ridiculous, but... One time, she was like, flying is lame. Yeah. And he wrote her off forever. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. But he eventually died on uh, January 30th of 1948. Um, He died from suffering a second heart attack. Oof. And he was buried with the rest of where the rest of his family was buried. Thirty-eight in Ohio. What? What year? Nineteen forty-eight. Forty. Okay, yeah, that's a good run. Yeah, good for Orville. Yeah, he made it into his eighties before he died. Um, something else that's kind of just a fun fact because that's pretty much you know what where it's what they did. We obviously know what has happened with airplanes since, but a fun fact to go on with that is one of their planes, the one that they actually flew in nineteen oh three, that was kind of like their big groundbreaking one, like they knew they had it down. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually ended up uh, crashing um, shortly after they were able to fly it around because not necessarily in the air, but there was a lot of strong winds and it got flipped over and broke um, mm-hmm. a lot of you know parts. It was too much to rebuild, so they just, so they just went ahead and made a new one. And uh, But they kept the pieces of it, of course, and the Smithsonian yeah. asked them to basically donate it for for their museum yeah but uh orville refused because they had already had a project of somebody else that said that theirs was the first flight and not not the wright brothers but that's not true no but there's a lot at the time there's a lot of arguments because they were making claims when really there wasn't anybody around to say like oh i saw them fly for the first time even though really i mean they did i guess you don't know they even did even when they did get more people, it was pretty obvious they were on a different level of flight than everybody else. So he wouldn't donate the plane because there was dispute about it? Because somebody else said, no, I'm first. And the Smithsonian was like, yeah, I trust that guy. And they had like written it out on the plaque and it was like the first <laughs> flight. But it was like also... But if you go to the Smithsonian now, it's a Wright Brothers plane a bit. It is. So it actually ended up getting to them anyways. Yeah, there you go. So he died and they ended up getting it. And this is the part that's kind of cool is because since they were the ones who pioneered, you know, true modern flight, I didn't know this, but uh, one of their pieces of the moon actually made it 
I mean, one of the pieces of the moon. One of the pieces of the plane. <laughs> it's like they went, they flew the fucking moon. No, one. <laughs> of the, I didn't hear about that part. <laughs> one of the pieces of the plane that was the one that really did like that's how they knew they had it, and then it later because the winds crashed, it uh, took a piece of that up to the moon when they. Oh wow! It there. Like on Apollo eleven. Yes. Well, an astronaut. Um, I actually don't know who it is because the information I got just says the astronaut um paid homage homage to the Wright brothers by carrying both. Um, a swatch of fabric from the 1903 Flyer's left wing and a piece of its wooden propeller inside a spaceship. And it had to be whoever made it to the moon, because it says it actually was on a... Well, it's only a small handful of dudes. Yeah. I mean, what is it? So, like Apollo 11, 12, 14, 15, 16. There's like five sets of two dudes. There's like ten guys. Yeah. And one of them robbed the right brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shit. So I thought it was kind of cool that they took that's a piece actually, up there. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that nice piece that his dad said about Wilbur was all nice, but my heart is seriously warmed by an astronaut taking a piece of the plane to the moon. Like, I don't know why. It's just, I it, just went from six to midnight. It's so that's good. so yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. And the shuttle, because the only reason why they didn't even have the shuttle is thanks to the Wright brothers, so we're going to take a piece of their plane that was like the plane that once they flew that, they're like, we've got it. This is it. We can now fly planes. That's it. And so he took a piece of it up with him. Isn't that crazy what a short period of time it was, too. I mean, it's like 60 years from yeah. the first plane to the moon, but it's 60 years now from the moon to now. And yeah. We haven't done much cool stuff well, since, but. Mars rover, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. But it's even more so the fact that from the time that they actually said, okay, we're going to get into aeronautics and we're going to start building planes, to the time that they actually were able to fly a plane around, mm. it was like nine years. Fuck, that's. Like, people have been trying to do flight since, I mean, who was it? Uh, uh, Michelangelo had, like, a flying machine he was working on, right, well, supposedly? Him and drawings or something. Him and Leonardo were just bursting with shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it, I don't know if it ever but, worked, I guess. I mean, you know, the dream of human flight, the dream of human flight has been around, obviously, for a long time. And then yeah. these guys come along, like, we'll, we'll try to, you know, we'll take our shot at it. We know about bikes. Nine we probably years. Out. <laughs> yeah. And in nine years, they, they solved it. And they were able to do it. That's so kick-ass, though. Man. It's very kick-ass. That it's just one of those. I'm not typically patriotic, but you know, yeah. the, the American manifest destiny. Like, hey, I'm gonna fucking get in the fly yeah. in the sky. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly around up there. I feel like it. I'm gonna fucking do it. And then it becomes a whole thing where a piece of your plane goes to the fucking moon. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so they probably cool. had no idea about that. They're like flying in the air. This is cool. And then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet the idea of going to the moon is ridiculous back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Idiotic. Yeah. And then uh, then we did it. And then Neil Armstrong stood on the moon, gave a very hard uh, salute to the heavens, saluted Wilbur Wright. And Orville. And Orville. He didn't forget him. Nope. And then Buzz Aldrin was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> I'm saluting the captains. It'd be cool if you left the fabric up there underneath the the flag. Like it's like buried under there? Or just like it's also next to the flag, fake waving. (laughs) You mean on that movie set where they faked it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We all know that's what happened. Yeah. It's cute. Kubrick did that, apparently. So there's your episode of The Wright Brothers. The Wright Brothers. The pioneers of modern flight. Just... Two, two guys, balls to the wall, dicks out of their pants, building planes. Hanging out with each other. Just hanging out with each other, never getting married. There's certainly an implication there. Yeah. But they flew in yeah. the sky. Something that when I get on an airplane now, I have a long-form panic attack. But I get places faster, and part of that is, is their contribution. Hell yeah. So I'll, I'll take my hat off to them, even though I kind of want to die when I'm on an airplane. Yeah, that's not their fault. Yeah, that's I, that's I think that's my mom's fault. But you, you don't have to go on the plane. It's, they're not making you. They keep the possibility. <laughs> the ghost of Wilbur Wright is putting a gun to me, like get on the fucking plane. <laughs> yeah, I built this. I built this. I, all of this technology is on me. <laughs> Sit down. Okay. What? Ah. Oh, they serve beer. All right. Nice. Hey, get one for me and my friend Wilbur here. <laughs> they're like, sir, please leave. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, Jesus. Hey, kick ass. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I feel really good about that. There's people time with. Yeah, thanks for listening to people time. Um, look up, look more into the the Wright brothers. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to say, look into how the Wright brothers were the wrong brothers when they were butt fucking each other. <laughs> but I don't know, and that's not going to be on Wikipedia or anything. No, and that's yeah. not really the point of this episode. <laughs> Detracts from what we have been building for. I don't know if they ever butt fucked each other. I'm going to assume not. Have you seen? There's a documentary on on Netflix. And this is a little aside, but it's about four brothers who run a farm and live in buttfuck nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they were buttfucking each other. This and- is a little aside? <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the brothers dies. Uh-huh. You gotta watch this documentary. It's so good. And so an investigation opens of what was he murdered or did he die of some other thing? And the investigation reveals that these brothers were all fucking each other. <laughs> and every since ever since watching that, I'm like, any grown man who spends inordinate amounts of time with his brothers and doesn't get married is fucking, fucking his brother. Was that I mean, the, humans are gross. Was the documentary about them butt-fucking each other, or was it about <laughs> the murder, and it just so happens that came out when yeah, they... kind of both. I mean, the butt-fucking is definitely what I... <laughs> That's what you pulled so, from it all. So I remember. So when you go tell people, like, I gotta check out this documentary about these <laughs> brothers who butt-fuck each other, and they're like... It's awesome. What it's about? Like, I just told you, butt-fucking. Butt-fucking. Butt incestual Why would someone make a documentary about that? Just because? It's weird. It's on Netflix. I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> check it out. You got Netflix, right? Just check it out. It's cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, go right on a plane. Thanks for listening to this Thanks for show. Uh, program. Oh, I'm sorry. Cheers. Tune into the next episode. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. <laughs>